Cannabis Business Minds, we train and mentor professionals, entrepreneurs, and aspiring entrepreneurs on how to confidently find their place in the legal cannabis and hemp industries. Come on and join us at CannabisBusinessMinds.com. What's up, Cannabis Business Minds? This is your podcast host, Simone, recording from the south of France, and it's finally sunny. I hope you all are doing well. And today, you are just with me. I'm going to be talking to you about a few things that I think, regardless of where you are in the cannabis industry, meaning, are you on the supply chain or are you ancillary to the supply chain? Or even if you're thinking about getting started, I have some few tips that I think will really help you make sure that you are continuing to build your sales. So on today's show, what we're going to talk about is all about customer engagement. Yep, customer engagement, something that we work so hard in marketing to get somebody to land on our website or hear about our product. And when they finally arrived to us, whether it's our online website or our brick and mortar dispensary, are we doing a good enough job to really have a good customer engagement strategy? Are we answering their questions? Are we making sure that they are feeling safe and feeling welcome? Are we making sure that they have the right answers to their questions? And then moving along, if we've done a good job at that, are we okay to make sure that they have an ability to actually purchase from us? And so when you think about customer engagement, that's just one part of the entire engagement. And so what I want you to do, I want you to break out a notebook. Okay, break out a notebook and pause this if you need to break out a notebook and I want you to almost break it out horizontally and I want you to basically start building out your sales funnel. Yep, this is going to be a class because that's my favorite thing is teaching and I want you to build out your sales funnel. And so sales funnel always starts with marketing. So you have to drive awareness to your goods, to whatever you're selling, right? To your brand. And that's the very beginning of the funnel. Well, the thing is, guys, your customer engagement strategy should be always linked from the moment that you start talking to that customer through an ad, through a Facebook post, through a weed maps post, however you're going to be talking to that customer from wherever they are, however you originally reached them, that's even a referral or sales collateral, any of that, that needs to be consistent when they actually land to where you are going. So let's just start, let's start at the very beginning. So you have, your whole goal is to get somebody to your business. Getting somebody to your business is a combination of sales and marketing, right? So marketing is the way that you can promote, that you can advertise, that you can deploy several different tactics. We know in cannabis, it's much harder to market than it is to any other industry because of A, the regulations, right? So some regulations say, hey, you know, you can't even advertise if you're like, let's say you're a dispensary, you can't even advertise Uh, to anybody that's less than 21 years old. You just can't. And that you need to give us, we're a regulatory body, you need to give us an assurance, you know, 75% in some states, that you really aren't going to reach with that ad somebody that's less than 21. 
So we already know that there's restrictions from the regulation standpoint, but then we also know that there's a ton of restrictions from the actual point that it's still federally illegal, right? Running Google ads, that is a hard thing to do. Running Facebook ads that get approved and sell directly, you know, say something specific to cannabis, that's a pretty hard thing to do. Yes, we've seen workarounds 100%, right? Building lifestyle brands has been one of the major workarounds around this, but we just know that it's an uphill battle, right? So whenever you're going to invest in marketing, B2B is obviously a different strategy, probably trade shows and LinkedIn and referral-based marketing, directory listings. Those might be some of the B2B strategies, but whatever you're using for your marketing, probably a combination of all of those, in addition to how you're you know, building your brand, how you're doing your promotions, all of that, that needs to have the same language as when somebody actually arrives. Now, I think you've probably heard this, and I believe with the digital age, it's gotten even more, not complex, but a little bit more tedious, right? Is that somebody to love and trust and, and, and even want to click, oh, I'm more interested, that's gonna take you more than six impressions on them. So just creating that one ad and not having a strategy after that, that's gonna be pretty hard for you to, do anything with, right? Like hopefully one or two people might say, yes, I'm kind of interested, but who is this person or who is this friend, right? So, so obviously there's a, a strategy involved to get that person quite aware. Now, I just recently heard that it takes more than 12 or 20. So it, again, depends on the source. We have so much information now, um, impressions. Mean people have like seen you, heard you, are aware of you, okay? So that's pretty crazy when you think about it, right? So you already know it's going to be kind of hard to get that person interested in you, in your brand, in what you have, right? So you have to develop a strategy around that. Now, I'm so sorry to say this, but asterisk this, because we all know that, you know, advertising and marketing, well, those costs are unfortunately non-deductible for a 280E standpoint, right? 280E federal tax code. So basically says you can't deduct anything, but the cost of goods sold. Guys, I got the accounting course if you need it on Cannabis Business Minds, but the whole point is you can't really deduct those costs of marketing. So that makes those costs of marketing more important to you, the way that you are spending and putting in that marketing much more important to you. So we, we realize that yes, a strategy needs to be deployed, a really good one, okay? It takes a while, so that makes it even, the pressure is on, right? And we can't deduct those costs. So it has to be really, really, really good. Okay, you're like, okay, Simone, I get the point. So what next? So once we've executed that strategy and we've got somebody interested, that's where customer engagement really, really starts. Because what tends to happen is that there are silos between marketing and there are silos between sales. And then there's even silos between sales and operations, which we'll talk about in another podcast, but there's those silos. And so what happens is that experience from the customer that was seeing this amazing feeling of, oh my God, yes, I'm so interested and I want to be there. You know, let's pretend we're at a dispensary, right? I want to be there. I want to go there. Yeah, they talk to me. I'm so excited. So they get there and the customer experience is so freaking awful, so awful that they don't buy or that they buy and they never come back. So when we think about that unhappy path, that's what we want to avoid when we think about customer engagement. So customer engagement is creating a happy path 
for somebody that is a lead or a prospect, the moment they say, yes, I'm actually kind of interested to getting them to be a customer. Customer engagement doesn't end, right? Because it's customer engagement. So the moment that they actually become a customer, you have to make sure that you are nurturing and making sure that they have a very good experience with your business. So there's a few key PIs that I want to teach you here. The first key PI is all about your customer cost of acquisition. All right? Customer cost of acquisition. Now, your customer cost of acquisition is how much did it actually cost to acquire that customer? Now, for a lot of businesses, it's kind of hard to measure, right? Like they don't know, they haven't built a, a strong enough marketing strategy to do much about that. So you want to make sure that when you are building any marketing strategy or referral based, if you're B2B or whatever that marketing strategy is B2B, that you're able to track the amount of spend uh, related to some of your marketing campaigns and try to almost track how that customer found you to be able to measure your cost of acquisition. So, you know, typically in digital marketing, people are going to say, well, it's, you know, how much I run a Facebook ad and then I can analyze their clicks, all that stuff. Well, all that stuff doesn't necessarily work in cannabis. So you have to be a little bit more methodical when you start thinking about that. So that's the first piece of advice. If you could write down that on your notebook, customer cost of acquisition, how much does it actually cost? So that's the first thing. So second is, so we finally, you know, that cost, again, it could actually get very detailed. So for the first time, if you've never actually like measured this cost, just go with the basics, right? Like happy to answer any questions in office hours about how you might want to calculate it, but just go through the basics on this. So when you've, you know, figured out that co customer cost of acquisition, then you're going to want to understand that's how much value is associated with a customer. That was hard-earned money. That was a sales strategy, perhaps, a marketing strategy, ads, promotional tactics, right? Labor, if it was a dispensary, right? So the cost of acquiring a customer is really important for you to understand as a business owner because with that understanding, you can realize how scary it is if they can actually get to the door and you lose them. Right. Because if you started measuring it, like just to get them to the door, just to get them to the dispensary and then they don't buy, they're not going to come back. Right. But if they buy and they have a bad experience, they're probably not going to come back. You know, I want to read some crazy statistics from Advantage Communications that kind of make you realize the importance of your customer engagement strategy and just customer service in general. So this is actually a study from Forbes. And companies across the U.S., so all companies, are losing a staggering $62 billion. You guys, $62 billion, how much is the cannabis industry valued at first? Not $62 billion. Per year due to customer service. Y'all, that is big, right? Just to customer service, right? So obviously I don't have the details of what industries those are, how many are small businesses, how many are big businesses. But if you look at that number and you think about just even a fraction of that, just 1%, right? That's, that's a lot of cash uh, that a business, if it's a 1% is actually losing. But the stats continue, right? So 89% of customers began purchasing from a competitor 
following a poor experience. Hey, Cannabis Business Minds. I wanted to invite you to a special opportunity to be part of the Cannabis Business Minds Mentorship Program. This is a 12-month program where you will get to ask questions and get advice, gain different methods and strategies, and improve key skills as an entrepreneur, all while gaining a different and fresh perspective and expanding your network and community. If you are looking to take yourself and your business to the next level, apply to join our mentorship program today. Okay, so imagine that you have a dispensary. And we all know, I mean, when I think about dispensaries in Los Angeles, they're not a dime a dozen. They're not going to be for a long time because of all the changes. But customers like to find dispensaries that they enjoy, right? And we'll talk about customers at dispensaries a little bit later in the podcast. But if you're not having a good experience at this dispensary, you might go to another dispensary. That's obvious. Like to build brand loyalty takes a long time, right? And so if you have a negative experience and you recognize not the brand of the dispensary, but the green cross, right? You are going to go find another green cross. And so to know that 89% of consumers will begin purchasing from a competitor if they have a poor experience, well, that means that that should be a major focus on your customer engagement strategy. How are you building a memorable and an engaging experience for those potential consumers and those existing consumers? Listen to this one. It takes 12 positive experiences to make up for one bad one, according to a study by Ruby Newell Lenger, Understanding Customers. Y'all, again, 12 positive experiences for just one bad experience, right? So are you at your business tracking bad experiences? You know, do you have a strategy for bad experiences and what you'll do? You know, if you do, is it automated? Is it marketing? You know, is it emails? Is it a follow-up from the CEO? Like, what is that strategy? I'm going to give you a few more, and then I want to talk a little bit more about some other tips you can do. So 37% of customers would change their supplier after they had a poor customer service experience. 28%, and this is a hard one, right, would post a negative online review. 26% would complain via social media. 13% would tell friends or colleagues. And 10% would inform the media, right? So we can see that the direct cost of losing a customer or having a very poor customer engagement strategy, if you're even at the dispensary and you haven't closed that sale, is detrimental to your bottom line. It's really your top line in revenue, right? Like it's not even your bottom line. It's your top line revenue that you need to be worried about, right? So what I want you to think about is what right now in your business, how does some of this stuff even apply to you? Do you have a customer engagement strategy? And it's relevant if you're a B2B or if you're B2C. And let's walk through, and I want to walk through because we have a, a really great guest on a, a segment of this, right? So we have uh, the chief revenue officer from Arcana, which is a, a tech company that is the parent company of MJ Freeway. And her name's Nina uh, Samoko, and she's going to be talking to us a little bit about some of the trends that they've been seeing with customers, so cannabis consumers at dispensaries. I'm going to give you the lowdown of that before the interview. What she says to us is she says that, obviously, right now, customer habits are changing quickly, 
faster than you could ever even imagine because of the pandemic that we're all facing. And so when you're at a dispensary, so if you're a consumer, so let's just play the role of consumer going into a dispensary, hopefully for the very first time, because we need more cannabis consumers to be aware of the benefits of cannabis. So you're whole buying experience, it has completely changed, right? So if I'm a buyer, my buying experience, first time buyer at a cannabis uh, dispensary, let's say that a friend recommended that I try cannabis, right? So I come through because a friend told me it, I've been passing this dispensary for, you know, the last three weeks, hesitant to even go in because I don't know anything about cannabis, right? So that's the typical new cannabis consumer, right? I'm in my mid forties and I drink, you know, to relieve my pain, but I've been facing all of this pain in my joints. And I'm like, is cannabis right for me? So that's, let's pretend that's the customer, the potential customer, they go into the dispensary. So they go into the dispensary and well, first they have to pass all this security. So let's pretend it's a dispensary that hadn't really done an amazing customer engagement strategy. So a customer engagement strategy, asterisk this, is the moment that you walk in the door. Do you have to go through security straight away? Does it feel calm? Does it feel inviting? Does it feel like I want to stay? Do I feel like I'm a criminal coming in? Right? So those are some of the, just the, the experiential things that I don't even have any human action interaction yet, but just getting inside the door. So let's pretend that it's not inviting and there's a security guard and there's a receptionist that's the bud tender receptionist that's not even talking to me or doesn't even acknowledge me. Those are poor beginnings of a customer engagement strategy. So the moment that that person walked in, they're already feeling like, hmm, this just doesn't seem right for me. But they already went in. That was half the battle. So then they walk in. And okay, let's pretend this is during the time of COVID. They walk in and they see a menu and the menu is overwhelming. You know, they see dog, what was it? My sister bought this. It was so funny. It was the funniest name of some cannabis in Oregon. I think it was called dog shit and cherry pie. Like really, I think it was called dog shit and cherry pie. So this customer who, you know, is so new to cannabis, she looks at a menu, she sees like, dog shit and cherry pie along the lines of AK-47 and OG Kush. And then she sees edibles and no one's talking to this woman. And she is so, just so frustrated, but she knows that she needs to be there. So she starts looking at the shelves, the glass shelves. She's still overwhelmed and she sees things that are in a beverage. And then she hears about, you know, edibles and she's like, okay, I think I'm just going to try an edible. So nobody's talking to her, this individual, right? But she can't spell anything. Well, you still can spell edibles, but you don't have that experience anymore because COVID has changed things completely to actually go touch those things or to even ask to smell things. Like things are completely changed. So then she goes, has to go ask the bud tender about this. And maybe it's not an engaged bud tender and because they weren't trained well and they don't really tell any benefits of the product or how she might be feeling or they don't ask her anything. And double asterisk here, because that's a very sensitive subject, right? Because you can't have medical claims. The bud tenders need to be trained well on what they can and cannot say. But let's pretend that they were trained, but they don't remember that or her experience still is quite, quite awful. 
And then she wasn't coached that cannabis is, you know, mostly cash business. And they're like, oh, you know what? You have to go get the money out of the ATM by the security guard and kind of have to leave. So that whole experience wasn't that well. So she puts her edible down. She leaves the dispensary. She doesn't go get the cash and she 100% leaves. Okay, that is so detrimental, not only for the business owner, but for the brands that were associated with that business and for the cannabis industry as a whole. Because that one consumer, if we apply what we just learned about, you know, just those stats, she's probably going to tell her friends that the cannabis industry, not that one dispensary, because she might not even know that dispensary's name, they hadn't built brand loyalty with her, is not for her. Now, guys, we as cannabis business minds know the importance of getting the cannabis industry out to people around the world and the benefits of cannabis, right? So my point, y'all, is that customer engagement is so critical to your business because when you don't even get to get that sale and maybe you had spent money on, on getting that person to your door and you lost them, that is really unfortunate because it doesn't help you make more money. So that's the, the first part about customer engagement. Now, let's say that that person bought. So they become a customer. What I'm curious then is what is your customer experience like? This is where I think a lot of companies have to work on. When you've closed the sale, that was that switch from sales to operation. When you close the sale, what does that customer get? How do they become a loyal fan and how do they become excited and want to come back? Because you want to drive customer engagement. You want to drive huge fans because that is going to help you help more people and build top line revenue. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you enjoyed this, leave us a five-star review. Make sure that you share this episode on your social media and tag us in the Instagram stories. You can find us wherever you go on social media. Just look up Cannabis Business Minds. Have an idea for the show or something that you want to talk about? Shoot us an email at podcast at cannabisbusinessminds.com.